0: Welcome to Death and Aliens, an in-depth look at horror and sci-fi TV from two cousins who vaguely know what they're doing. I'm MK. And I'm Monica. And, uh, as you can see, my hair is blue. And your eyebrows are blue. The eyebrows are temporary. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I honestly gotta say that. It's a nice job.
0: Everybody, everybody on Snapchat was like, oh my god, did you dye your eyebrows too? And I was like,
1: no. God, Could you no. Imagine if you did want Jenna, bleach them. No.
0: (laughs) No. I don't even know if I like them now.
1: They look really cute. I like them. I really like it blue. (sighs) Uh, Today I'm in pain. Like, bad pain. Mary-Kate's just been watching me just, like, feel sorry for myself for the past, what, 20 minutes? More than that? Two hours? More than that.
0: Um, so, uh, I am going to Texas to see my sister, so we are filming this a little early, and we'll also be filming next week's, well before mm-hmm. next week.
1: Yeah. Just so that you guys are aware, if we're not talking about things that are going on at the present moment, that's why. It's, yeah. That's not because we're just dumb, it's because we just...
0: I mean, we don't really
1: talk about current events anyway because we hate everyone. But you'll be a little not extremely up-to-date with our lives when both of these episodes come out. So when um, Mary-Kate comes back and we do a film for not next week but the week after's video, you will hear all about her vacation, the things I have not done. I started working now. Yeah. I uh, When this comes out, I will be
0: in Texas. Yep. Yep. I would say it'll be nice because it'll be warm there, but it's fucking hot here, too, so...
1: Yeah, it's 82 degrees today, but I gotta say, like, your house doesn't feel hot, you know. It's actually Obviously,
0: I'm wearing a sweater, so I'm clearly not that hot.
1: And I wore very... I just wore really short shorts and a tank top because I was just dying earlier, but... No. Also, I I am going to apologize because it's going to sound like I'm straining to talk... My, I have really bad, just, cramps right now, so it's, just like... I mean, if it's not one, I, one of us, it's gotta be the other one. Last week I sounded like
0: I was deaf because my ears hurt so bad you couldn't hear me talking.
1: Yeah, and then today I feel like I'm gonna just sound... Like, I'm just low energy, low volume, low everything, just... Huh. <laughs> But in good news, we finally started watching the actual TV show. Of yeah, Corsack. we did. Um, just any update? On, do you have any update on your life other than you're dying? Not really. Okay. That's since we last talked two days ago, three days ago, possibly no four days ago. It was only four, it was four days.
0: Next video record will have only been a, a, a day. day. So, um, but no, I uh, my great grandmother passed away last year, which. Is not fun or fine, really, but I mean, she was 93 and not in good health, so it's not like it was shocking. But um,
1: I've been we've been cleaning out her house. How much stuff have you guys like kept? Got rid of? I.
0: I don't know how it is possible for someone to have saved that many newspaper clippings. Oh, my God. She has every time anybody in her family was ever mentioned in the newspaper in her entire 93 years life of life saved.
1: Oh, that's really cute. It's so
0: sweet, but it's also like...
1: Like, honey, did you... What?
0: I mean, this is the kind of lady who wrote the date on a box of
1: light bulbs to know when she changed the lights. Like... That is the most precious thing I think I've ever seen, heard of, heard. So that uh, was an interesting part of my week. Also, I got my hair done, obviously. And, um, actually, I think when we film for not this week's, not next week's, the week after... I would have gotten my new tattoo. I go June third that Thursday to get my tattoo done. And then that following week after, this long hair, say goodbye to it. It's not gonna be here for a while. Oh I have a job. I'm not unemployed anymore.
0: Yeah, that. That That's... happened, I mean, like an hour ago. But like and it's not it's one of my old jobs that I got back.
1: But it's one of your favorite things to do. Yeah. So. It is. I'm very Only thing I will say that's really sad about this week when we were looking at stuff about Kolchak, let me yawn for a second. Thanks, sorry. Um, Was that we only got some pieces of trivia this week.
0: It's okay, because we're not just going to read the trivia, we're also going to read the groups in continuity because they're hysterical.
1: Oh, yeah. Great. Great. There's some some great ones. Yeah, like, it starts off with Kolchak just like, yeah, I'm in Chicago, but it doesn't Cause I was. Well, oh, that's not even on there. Oh, because I was yeah. going to say, when I was talking, mean, I was talking to Mary-Kate like right when it was starting, I was like, I wonder how they're going to make it be like, from where they ended the movie to where they start the TV show.
0: Absolutely no explanation. And it's
1: just like, I'm in Chicago, and I'm like, yeah. okay, buddy, good
0: to know. So, um, the episode that we watched is obviously episode one, of Culture. it premiered on... September 13th,
1: 1974. My dad was five. He had just turned five. He had been five for like three months at that point. But my dad is five.
0: Um, it is called The Ripper.
1: Oh, shoot. I forgot to grab the DVD box. I shall grab it. Ow. Ow. Don't look at my ass. Ow.
0: No, it's the one that's already pulled out of there. It's on top of the DVD player. The blurb on the back of the DVD case says, A serial killer who is terrorizing women continually avoids capture, and Kolshak comes to believe that the murderer is none other than the original Jack
1: the Ripper. Which, I will say, before we get into it, the way that Kolshak and the whole... everyone's starting to put the pieces together, it just seems like a copycat killer. But then you got Kolshak going, na-na-na-na-na. That's Jack the Ripper.
0: Which, if you had never seen the movies, and you had just watched this episode only like as a new T V show, you would be baffled. Because Kolshawk is just so convinced that it's not a copycat, it's actually Jack the Ripper. I mean there's zero Zero. evidence. Yeah.
1: Zero evidence. It's just like the only things is that he jumped from a really tall building and didn't die and he like and then he got hit by a car but he broke the car and then he got up and walked away. Those are like the two like which, if, if I
0: was like, this man can jump off of a four-story building and not get hurt, my immediate assumption wouldn't be he's 100 years old.
1: Yeah, might be vampire, but we've already dealt with that right now. But turns out there's another vampire episode within the first four episodes. Oh, I'm sure. I'm bullshit, because I saw him, and then the loading screen came up, and it was vampire. I'm like, great, we got another one. I'm sure.
0: Um, it was written by Rudolph Borchett.
1: Cool. Is he originally Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer?
0: Maybe. This is his first writing credit ever. Hmm. Um, he wrote, like, a bunch more TV after that, and he writes a couple more Kolchak episodes, but literally, first IMDb credit, period, is wow. this episode. Um, the director was Alan Barron, who is one of the few people that we will mention who is still alive. Really? Yeah. He was born in 1928.
1: Wow. Good for He is. Then.
0: An old man. Very um, old. He directed, like, a ton of TV, but none of it is stuff that I know.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Except
0: for that he did direct two episodes of The Brady Bunch. Ah. Uh, but, like, you know, I mean, you've got... He's direct. His first directing credit is in 1961, mm-hmm. and then he, like, just was pretty prolific director between 1961 and 1975, and then afterwards also, but, like, just... As much as I do watch old TV, it was nothing that I'm familiar with, so. Yeah.
1: Like, your dad would probably know more than... Maybe
0: Maybe, have seen. There was some of them that I think, like, I vaguely heard of, like, he won, or he was nominated for a Hugo Award for some episodes of The Immortals, uh, which I've, like, vaguely heard of, but I know yeah. nothing about, but most of them were things I had never even heard of. Ah, uh, okay. So. I don't know. The so, more you know. So that's what we are dealing with, directing and writing. I actually did look to see if there was like a makeup department.
1: Mm-hmm. There's not. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that it there would be yeah. because especially within this one, like first of all, it was just a guy with a beard in a costume, but like not even he didn't even have a beard. He just had a mustache, no beard. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like he was, he was just like, and it was mostly his shadow. Which, when it comes down to shooting the scenes, like. The way they used the lighting in them was really cool, um, but I don't think because it is a TV show that yeah. in the seventies, yeah, where when we were watching the movies, each mo- like the second one was what got like one actual like looked like prosthetic piece. Yeah, and I don't think it's gonna be a lot But of like
0: there wasn't that. even listed as like a makeup department for just like powdering people's faces. Oh, like that's they didn't that. even have a makeup department at all.
1: Oh damn. So right. they're just out here just saying, Hey, Bob, throw this on your face, you're less shiny. Well that wouldn't make sense because they're all sweaty. Yeah.
0: But I don't know how film worked in the 70s, like, and if they just, like, didn't credit people's, like, personal makeup artists and stuff like that. Like, I don't know, but there was no makeup department at all. There you go. So.
1: So this episode. Oh. I, first of all, Jack the Ripper, we see him within, like, the first, what, five minutes of the episode? I think we
0: see him... No, we don't see him before we see Shack, but we see him very
1: early. And... It's, it takes but There's a murder that happens in Wisconsin, and you talk about this one because this obviously ties into the one that, ones that happened in Chicago. Yeah. Um, at least you have a killer that moves around a bit, because he made his last two or three victims be in Chicago, and his first two be in two yeah. other states.
0: And every other case before this time was in a different city, so it wasn't yeah. like the stupid alchemist who just kept coming back to the same Things city place. every 21 years.
1: Yeah. And so, with um, that being said, he, we see him kill this one girl... And, like, not kill her, but, like, she gets attacked, and then we see him leave the room. And he can walk, he closes, he walks out of the room, closes the door behind him, and he has this <laughs> badass cape and a cane. And I was like, okay, fucking Gerard Butler stepped up on set today, and he said, I'm gonna reprise my role as the Opera.
0: It was, and... like, it was, like, exactly what you would picture Jack the Ripper looking like. Only he didn't decide to change his outfit since yeah. 1888.
1: Yeah, he said cape and a cane. Do you want to know what's super cool about his cane that we learn later on? It's a sword.
0: Like I want it. I want it. I want to walk around with a cane that has like a skull on the top that is actually secretly a saber. That's all I want in my yeah, life. Yeah,
1: like could you imagine like you, like someone comes up expecting to mug you because they think you're feeble because you're walking with a cane? It's like psych bitch. I'm gonna kill you now. Like wow. that, I want to have that energy where I can just whip out a sword yeah, and just be like, let's duel.
0: Yo, that pain is dope
1: as shit. Yo, yeah, I just got real family opera by, for no reason. Hey, grab that guy! Hey, grab that guy! He's not very inconspicuous, though, which may not make sense for IRL Jack the Ripper.
0: No, but like... I mean, I wouldn't grotesquely mutilate women in the middle of the night for no reason yeah. but like i would like the sorted itself
1: and he's has at least five of them
0: <laughs> oh yeah he had a ton of them when at the end so i didn't really take notes
1: yeah we can because we're,
0: we're we're just doing things on a uh, because i have to leave this weekend we're doing things on a condensed time frame so we didn't get to watch it twice like we usually do mm-hmm. um so i don't have notes so um we're, just free, We're just free balling. We're just We're just talking about shit. Um, I have realized that Tony Vincenzo is my spirit animal. He is just done all of the time.
1: Yes. And I brought this up to Mary-Kate. I was like, you're Tony Vincenzo and I'm Shack. And she's like, but you're not smart enough to be Shack. And I was like, yes and no. I'm like, because I'm smart about the most obscure, most in- random ass fucking things that somehow end up making sense. I look completely insane, but guess what? There's there's a there's a very dim light bulb in there, very summer far back. Um, so
0: in this episode, we obviously, like we knew in the movies, Kolchak and Vincenzo are going to be our recurring characters. There are only really two other recurring characters in the series, and they're both in this episode, kind of. So one is the other main reporter. At the newspaper.
1: His face reminds me of a Yorkie, and he has the nervous tendencies of a Chihuahua. He is a very awkward man. Uh, His name is Ron
0: Updike, and he is played by an actor who I don't know very well, but who is, like, in a lot of TV shows in the 70s and 80s. Like He's, like, a fairly prolific person. Uh, I didn't know him, though, so... And I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, I could look it up, but I'm lazy. Uh, (laughs) Um, and then the other one is actually a character, and this will come up in the trivia also, but the, there's the little old lady at the end of the show. She doesn't have a name, technically, but she is going to come back in the show. As other different old ladies. No, 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 not just as other different old ladies. As Miss Emily. She is Miss Emily that is the letters getting written to, that he was the, like, advice help lady that Kolshak had to pretend to be. So, basically, Kolshak is at this newspaper, and once again, he's being Kolshak and believing that there's supernatural things happening. And Vincenzo's like, I cannot deal with your fucking shenanigans Mm -hmm. anymore. And he makes him take over... For Miss Emily, who is on vacation, which is basically the like the Dear Abby of this newspaper. Yeah. And I think my absolute favorite moment of the entire episode is listening to Kolchak read these
1: letters yep. from these people who are writing to Dear Emily. Because like this, and this happens with, obviously like within the first ten minutes, and it's like but it he's is, just like so fed up. He's like, oh, what? What did he say about having like a lack of intelligence? Oh. My God, we'll put a clip in
0: of us talking about it while we watched the episode right here because I don't remember what it said, but we did talk about it. It
1: was, it was a quality, quality, quality. quality. Yeah. Dear Emily, the three dumbest things in the world are you, your calm, and your paper. I am overwhelmed by the accumulated dumbness. Yes, you know, <laughs> a of mine has That's what people say when they watch our fucking podcast. You, I'm stunned. <laughs> <I'm a, laughs> I am overwhelmed <laughs> by the
0: accumulated dumbness.
1: But, I like, Kulshak was very whippy this episode. Very whippy. And it's honestly very, it, it's, it's very weird to see Kulshak end an episode without him getting fired. Right. But
0: I think, I was like, I was wondering how they were going to do it. Because obviously the whole show takes place in Chicago. So, like, he can't get fired at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. But what they did was that Kulshak at the end was just like, you know what?
1: No one's going to no
0: believe me anyway. And so he just leaves
1: it. And I was like. Okay. Which in a way I like that, but in a sense, where it's like, I feel like he could be writing it, but like have that thing where it's like, I'm not gonna let anyone know well,
0: about it. But also if you listen if you listen to the way the voiceover, the narration is, it's basically as if Colshack has published a tell all book about all of the crazy ass shit that he has seen as a cop, and we are getting the perspective of the book. So, like, him saying it's not like they're going to believe me anyway and not publishing it at that moment doesn't mean that the story hasn't been published. Yeah. Just it's now 20 years later in this book or whatever. Yeah,
1: And because I, like, I would I would have liked is him, like, saying no one's going to believe it anyway, but him, like, keep the piece of paper to be like, well, if no one's going to believe it, I still will. and then I mean, he still has
0: his tape recorder. That is very
1: true. so I was like, I'd be like, at the very end, like, the last episode of the whole series. Yeah like, make it some big... A- like, I hope they do that where it's, like, this is a story right before he publishes his book and it's, like, the I tip of the iceberg. I don't think that's gonna happen because the show was canceled. Oh, so it's not, like, a yeah. wrapped up in a tiny little I, ball I, thing? I, Because
0: it... I don't... I don't know. I obviously have never seen it before, but I do know that it is anthology in the sense that, like I said, there's literally only four characters who recur, mm-hmm. um, and then, um, every story is its own, like, murder case. So I don't know how it ends
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the sense that, like, if he gets fired or like, closes that chapter or if it just is another episode ending. Because oh, okay. the show did get canceled.
1: canceled? Um, yeah.
0: So uh, what were your favorite moments? Okay.
1: My favorite moments were there was um, a sex worker that got killed. But it's the way that they shot her death. It was really cool. You see her walk by, she loves pants, she loves stuff animals. Oh, okay,
0: no. Sorry, before we talk about the death, because her death scene was really cool. But Kolshak's narration of her death was the most misogynistic 70s thing I have ever, ever heard, heard in my life. He was like something about how this girl was a masseuse. And she really loved stuffed animals, so she was given a giant panda by a very satisfied customer. And I
1: was like, I am uncomfortable with yes. everything that just happened. Yes. Um, so she is walking down the street with this gigantic panda bear. Yeah. And, like, low-key wish I had that gigantic panda bear. And so she's walking down the street with it. And then Jack the Ripper comes up and does his thing, but we see him kill her through the shadow. I was like on like the staircase over there. Yeah. So we see him like stabbing, going down and stabbing her, in like the traditional like silhouette of a Jack the Ripper with a hat and a cape. Oh, it was gorgeous. And then and then the panda, panda flies gets, flies, flies over. And it flies over to where they're like the frame of the like the framing of the of the shot for the scene. And it flies in there, and it's all, like, ripped apart, and it's stuffed. And that bitch was stuffed with feathers, not stuffing. No there idea. were feathers around that. And I was like, well, that must have been a soft-ass panda bear. Like, a right? goose feather stuffed animal? Sign me up. I love goose feather blankets and pillows. They're soft. That was a rant about goose feather comfort um, items. I
0: think my favorite part, because my favorite part of this entire show is just Kohl's Shack being Kohl's Shack. Mm-hmm. My favorite part was when Kohl's Shack was going to, like to a stakeout at the massage parlor, but then the undercover cop decided he was trying to, like, videotape sex work. Yep. But then, somehow, him wanting to videotape a massage by a a lady in, like, a... Sexy like belly dancer outfit Mm -hmm. turned into him being gay, and I don't know what the correlation there was, but
1: he just kept being like, "But I am straight," and I was like, "What are we talking about?" And like, because I thought they meant like straight, like on the straight and narrow, like you wouldn't do some creepy shit, but no, no, because then, because then the cops was
0: like, "You oh you like to watch girls," and he was like, "No, I don't like to watch
1: girls." No, but I'm not like that either, and I was like. He was like he cause he was setting it up to get Jack Ripper on camera. Yeah. And so with him, it, it was like he was like, Do you care if I like stay here and like watch and like keep my camera set? Like he's being completely transparent. But, no,
0: but he he was like, so I think something's gonna happen tonight mm-hmm. in this very room. And but like Col because nobody ever believes him anyway, he like dances around the subject in a way that makes him
1: so, so sus. Cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, if you had no idea what the hell was going on. But also, like, if you're an undercover cop trying to stop sex work in a,
0: like, massage part like, place, and that guy said all that stuff to you, obviously that's what yeah. you would think he was talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. I just really like that they... Jack Ruppers hit this place twice. Only all only once. once. One, two of the girls who work there, but only once in, in the, the massage, massage place. True. So, this is after that one girl already died, and... I just love how they also have an undercover cop in there to stop sex working while we have Jack the Ripper, tar- he targeted that place once, have them there undercover to catch Jack the Ripper, which that ended up turning into what it was later on in that scene. But I was like, that's why she should be there, not stopping prostitutional work. I get it. But, like,
0: I mean, everything was illegal in the 70s. True. Everyone
1: was hopping up on coke and acid.
0: That's true. For how many things were illegal in the 70s, drugs doesn't seem to be one of them.
1: Yeah. Everyone was just like... Because I don't think there was a lot of scientific studies yet on, like, LSD. And most of it was, like, just given to people as, like... Because wasn't, like, cocaine given as a medication, like, uh, way back in the day. But, like... Yeah. They were like, take Coke. Coke used to be in Coke. Yes. That's why it's called Coke. Is that why they named it, Coke? That is... Oh, my God. It's liquid Coke. Liquid cocaine. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm not. Do you want to know a funny
0: story, though, about mm-hmm. Coke? So, Coke... Wait, the pop or the, the drug? No, the pop. Not okay. The drug. So, Coke and Pepsi are very different flavors, mm-hmm. right? And there was this one time that Coke was more popular than Pepsi, which it should be, because Coke over Pepsi always... Ew, so Pepsi tried to use this one artificial sweetener that would make them taste more like Coke, and people fucking hated it. They did not want it. They were like, nice try. Yeah. Nice try, buddy. And um, then they went back to how disgusting Pepsi is. I love Pepsi. I love Diet Pepsi. First of all, diet anything is terrible for you. And if you're worried about putting sugar in your body, aspartame is so much worse than sugar. You are better off drinking that entire baker's tin of sugar right there than you are drinking one diet soda.
1: Yeah, no, you're definitely right about that. No, no cap. Um, and this is when I was like drinking them like it was water. I do, I've stopped drinking pop for the past month. Okay. That's already been cut out. Okay. But um, but no, I uh, used to love diet Pepsi. It would be like water to me, and now I actually uh, drink water. Keep my awesome water. Jug. It's not a hydro flask. It's a fake, and I just have stickers from the office on it. I don't have. But the a hydro best flask, one. The best one is the Creed face I have on the bottom. Um, I don't have a hydro flask. I
0: just have yetis, but um, usually my yetis have Dr Pepper in them.
1: I love that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I don't drink water. That's not true. I drink a lot of sparkling ice.
1: Sparkling is a really good though. Yeah,
0: there's no sugar in them. They're just flavored water and they've got a little bit of carbonation in them, which is not great, but like I don't drink water. Mm-hmm. I'm literally always dehydrated.
1: No, don't do that. <laughs> I don't, like that used to fuck my body up majorly when I wouldn't just drink water and I was strictly drinking pop. Like it was rough for a while, and then my body was just so. So I actually
0: read a scientific study, and um, I've only read one, so there's not like tons of proof behind this. And also, I don't remember where I read it, so maybe I'm just lying. Mm -hmm. But there's actually no difference in hydrating yourself using water or things like soda. Really. The problem is that caffeine is a natural dehydrator. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... If you, like, got caffeine-free Pepsi, it'd be... So, like, when I'm really thirsty, I drink Sprite. Because there's no caffeine in it. Ah, okay. And that's why, since I came back to America, I switched to the sparkling ice. So that it's still, like, flavored. Mm -hmm. I just think water tastes like garbage.
1: I I can, like... I love having a normal glass of water at 2.30 in the morning. And that hits fantastically, but then I, like, during the day, and I drink water all the time, I normally get, like, the Mio's, the little flavor things, Yeah. and that flavors up my water enough, or I go to, uh, Walmart, and I get the clear waters, the carbonated flavor waters. Sparkling Ice is just a different so, brand of clear, yeah, yeah. It's um, so good. Yeah.
0: I also have a massive caffeine addiction, mm. so, like, I don't really care. I'd That's rather...
1: For my caffeine fix, there it's like the it has natural like amino acids in it. I got an energy drink that has also caffeine in it, but has like natural amino acids that turn into like and that boosts your energy Mm -hmm. without giving you the
0: the anxious jitters. Sure, I don't believe and that any energy drinks can do that, and that's not a judgment call. I um true stories about my life um, before I moved to Thailand. I used to drink uh, two to three Mountain Dew Kickstarts every day, after a coffee. And you're still here. Granted, at the time I was in grad school, working three jobs, and like, just never like I I literally don't know don't know if I slept for that entire year. But so um. I don't judge anyone and how they choose to get their caffeine, but I also don't believe that there's such thing as a safe energy drink. Oh, no, I'm not saying (laughs) saying it's
1: safe. There's no fucking way any any energy drink is safe. My brother drinks Monster,
0: Mm -hmm. which is fine. Like I said, I don't judge anyone's choice of caffeine. But then this motherfucker had the nerve to tell me that he doesn't have a caffeine problem and he could just stop drinking it
1: whenever he wanted.
0: And I was like, nobody who drinks Monster every day doesn't have a caffeine problem. problem.
1: Yeah. Because, like, even I would just go get coffee every day, and I stopped drinking caffeine for about a week. Like, after. I oh don't know. And so I said. If I, I, if I don't have coffee for more than two days in a row, I will get a migraine so bad yeah. I can't breathe. And that's and that's the thing. is like, I was already getting the withdrawal headaches. So I was like, I need something that... Because when I get my coffee, I put a lot of sugar. And teas, I put a lot of sugar in it. So I wanted to get my caffeine without, like... Yeah. Getting This, this bitch.
0: we So because this episode of Shack was themed to Jack the Ripper, we decided to have a British-themed snack party during our viewing party. And we had tea and scones. Now, granted... Clean scones. I really wanted to make my own scones, but I just didn't have the fucking time for that. Um but so we had tea and scones and she goes to me I'm going to have to be careful when we have tea on Wednesday because I can't put a lot of sugar in it I put a spoonful one spoonful of tea of sugar in my tea she put 3 okay listen they were they were small like they were not a full spoonful but she put 3 and I looked at her and I said your diet sugar is less sugar than my regular there's more sugar than my regular amount of sugar
1: and the only, and I told her I'm like listen if I'm having a, and I only have one cup of tea I'm like if I'm having one cup of tea I'm going to have it how I like it and they were a small cup so like it wasn't big so I'm like yes this but it was a the thing, treat? it was a
0: small cup it was a teacup sized cup and she still had basically like a spoon sugar. a spoon and a half of sugar
1: i like my sugar and it's it's not terrible cuz like with how much i've been watching myself lately For me to have one cup of tea with a little extra sugar in it, if I haven't had a lot of sugars lately, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, yeah, no. Treat yourself, don't starve yourself, don't, but like, eating cookies at 3am, like I seem to do all the time, and having, like, Trenta cups of fucking sweet-ass peach tea with heavy cream and extra vanilla syrup in it, yeah, no, can't do that anymore. But putting three little scoops of sugar in my coffee every once in a while, I don't think is the worst.
0: I went to Starbucks yesterday. Mm -hmm. and got a pineapple green tea with no sugar in it. Really? It
1: was terrible. It was absolutely garbage. (laughs) I get the peach green tea
0: from Well, I ordered peach green tea, but they were out of peach syrup. So they put the pineapple syrup in instead. I asked for the pineapple instead.
1: If you go, wait, So did you go to the one, which one did you go to? The one from the drive-thru oh well here's the thing they never have peach syrup and at the target one they have actual peach juice that they put in it I, know. And I love I,
0: I honestly if there's an option to knock it out of my car I will take that option that's okay um but yeah so it's fine I, I really don't need sugar I just really like
1: it yeah <laughs> That would say it's the hardest part is like diverging from sweets especially with what I'm dealing with right now I just want to like cram all the sugar in my face um, um but anyway back to Shack. yeah sorry
0: for this I'm not actually sorry at all sure. um I feel like we should just go through the trivia and the goofs and because we can have conversations based Some on of the, those Yeah. so because I have already read them and I uh Laughed a lot at most of the goofs and the continuity errors, and some of them were things that I noticed while I was watching it.
1: Uh, also to all my fellow friends fans, we have uh the reunion episode coming out. Is it May 26th? I don't know because I do not care. I do, I'm named after a character on the show. I feel, feel like is happens. that actually what you're named after? Yeah. That's, that's disgusting. I, they, I'm sorry, seriously. Yeah, they were watching Friends, and then they were like, Monica. So I was going to be named Rachel after my mom's great-grandmother, Okay, wow. But then they were watching Friends, and were like, no, we like Monica, because it wasn't like a super popular name. So they're like, yeah, Monica. And that's why I got named after. I'm like, if you were to ever name me after anyone on that show, why the fuck did you name me Monica? You're better off giving me the name Phoebe. What the fuck? Uh,
0: I was named after Maureen O'Hara's character in the 1940. Uh, 1940- three John Wayne film, The Quiet Man. So. I love that. Yeah. It's the best movie ever.
1: <laughs>
0: anyway. About 19 minutes in, when Kolshak is arguing with his editor, Tony Vincenzo, there is a picture of Major Gregory Pappy Boyington Boyington behind Vincenzo. Simon Oakland went on to play... Simon Oakland is Tony Vincenzo. Went on to play the Brigadier General Thomas Moore in Black Sheep Squadron. That's pretty cool. Which... That doesn't make sense unless you know the fact that Pappy Boyington and Thomas Moore were actual real people who were military, and then the show Black Sheep Shape Squadron was based off of their life. Oh. Yes.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't have any clue.
0: Yeah. When Kolchak. Shepp- Kolchak. What? Kolchak, the knife stomper. When Kolchak escapes the Ripper's home, it's because Escape the Ripper. Ah, the peas were in my yep. brain.
1: The peas, were <laughs> the peas were on the brain. Peas on the brain. When
0: Coltshack escapes the Ripper's home, there is a brief glimpse of the killer's face, brown hair with a drooping mustache and a beardless face. This corresponds exactly to the known descriptions of Jack the Ripper, according to witness statements from
1: 1888.
0: That's actually really cool. Yeah, so that's why I was like, no, he doesn't have a beard. <laughs> Though actress Ruth McDevitt is Credited only as elderly woman, her character is actually given a name in dialogue, Miss Eggenweiler. Ruth McDevitt would later join the regular cast as Miss Emily Cowles, the columnist to whom Miss Eggenweiler has written in this episode.
1: Which is pretty funny.
0: Could you imagine though, if it really, if this Miss Eggenweiler really was Miss Emily, just like writing back and forth to herself to try to get people to find the Ripper, because her letters were the ones that
1: showed Kulshak where it was mm-hmm. here's, here's my concept you know how um, everyone knows that what's his face Jar Jar is essentially a Sith Lord this is like that conspiracy theory but in the Kulshak series
0: it's my head canon that Mrs. Eganweiler is actually Miss Emily writing yeah. back and forth to herself while she's on vacation yeah uh, the Ripper's house is also the Munster's house at the Universal backlot wait and last, last, the second movie had Grandpa Monster in it.
1: That wait, but what? No, I we made a joke that in the first movie. I'm like, that's the Adam family. It looked like that, yeah. yeah I thought that was I low key thought it was the same house for one second. like, are we already reusing yeah. houses? No, but it's actually the Monster's house, which I love the Monster. Me too. I don't know where to stream it because I've been wanting to watch it recently. Yeah, I don't know. I've met any Monster. I know you have. I have asshole. Back to the trivia.
0: Ken Lynch was set to reprise his role as Captain Warren, the police commissioner, but the series was canceled before that episode was filmed. At the time, Lynch was also co-starring in McLeod as Sergeant Roper.
1: So here, that I think will settle what we thought the ending of the show would be. Well,
0: so I, there's at least more episodes planned mm-hmm. when it got canceled. So, I don't know. When Vincenzo wants to make a phone call, he asks a passing policeman if he has changed for a quarter, as payphones then only required a dime. If one used a quarter, no change would be received in return. While this may seem somewhat chintzy on his part, inflation since 1974 has dramatically reduced the value of a dollar. A quarter and a dime would be worth $1.30 and 52 cents now after adjusting for inflation. Really? Well, not now, whenever this trivia was written, Mm -hmm. so I don't know when that was. Mm
1: -hmm. But, yes, uh,
0: I did think it was ridiculous that they asked for... A change for a then quarter. Me and
1: Caitlin each other, he was like, change for a quarter, and I was like, did they not cost 25 cents? You don't have to tell them that, because we'll just put the clip in. Oh, I forgot we've done this. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> Captain Warren repeatedly mispronounces Kolchak's name, presumably to subtly express his annoyance with him. I didn't notice that at all. Mm-hmm. Me neither. So, great.
1: But the one continuity error, so now we're about to go into it, the one that I noticed that you well you noticed yeah. was it said no food or beverage allowed in this office office with coffee cups hanging right below it. That's
0: not even on here. That was just dumb. It was a background shot.
1: Yeah. Um so continuity
0: goofs. There is uh, So, in goofs, there are continuity goofs and then, like, lots of different categories. So, starting Mm -hmm. continuity. When Shack buys the electrical supplies, including a box of stuff and several feet of conduit from the store, he places them into the trunk of his car. When he goes to the Ripper's house, he takes the box out of the trunk and closes the trunk, but doesn't have the conduit. In the next scene, as he walks away from the car, he has the box in his hand and the conduit on his shoulder. Oh, uh, and I could barely notice Did it even, because the screen was The screen was, so was dark. super dark during that part. But that part was really cool, and I wish we could have seen that shot on a better camera. Mm-hmm. because So they show him getting in the car and putting his stuff and pulling away, and then it pulls up, and it looks like there's a car following him, mm-hmm. but it's really just his car arriving in a new place, and it's like a really interesting way transition. that they shot the transition. Only the screen was so dark, I couldn't actually tell.
1: And I was like, wait, who's getting out of it? And they were like... Oh. oh, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Laura Maresco is killed at three fifty-five a.m. on May 26th. Carl hears on his radio that the police are pursuing him from the scene. His narration after the police confrontation states that it occurred at one a.m. on May twenty-eighth. The next day, he refers to the murder as happening last night.
1: Oh my God! Yeah. See, I was just like, that's police chatter. I don't really need to know about the times yeah. and shit. She's just dead.
0: Factual errors. Ooh. While talking to Jane... Oh, we haven't talked about Jane. We're going to talk about Jane after I finish this. While talking to Jane, Carl says that if the Ripper keeps his pattern, he will commit the last two murders in the same night like he did in London. Jack the Ripper's double event was actually murders three and four. Mm Mm-hmm. On September 30th of 1988, but Mary Kelly, the final victim, was killed over a month later on November 9th of 1888, not 1988, Mm. 1888. So they uh, got the Jack the Ripper pattern wrong. Oh, okay. Because he did one, two, three, and four four. together, waited, and did five. Yeah. So Jane Plum... Jane Plum. Jane Pung. Oh, in 1974, payphones only like cost 10 cents.
1: Damn. Okay, Jane, if Bailey Serian were to talk to Miss Plum, she'd be like, Get better, idols. What in the world are you Kids. looking for? Please. She's out here simping over Jack the Ripper.
0: No, I don't think she's simping. I think she's just. just done.
1: What? This bitch. Literally was. Uh, because the Ripper was sending notes. Is that where we're going with this? No, well, just her in general. We haven't mentioned her at all. Uh, Jane Plum is a character. She's another reporter that works in another uh, newspaper. And basically,
0: Kolshak can't print the like crazy shit that he thinks is really happening, so he's feeding her information because her editor is dumb enough to let her print the crazy shit that she thinks is happening. Mm-hmm. And then... She sets up, like, a series of blind dates with these guys who pretend to be the Ripper until eventually the actual Ripper does meet with her and, um, kills her.
1: Yeah, which I mean... But, like, the way she was talking about it, it's like she was, like, flattered. Like, that write- He was, like, writing her a poem. Cause she yeah. brought- She's like, he'll write me another poem, he's not gonna kill me, he said he wouldn't kill me, and he said he wouldn't kill again until this date. I'm like, then Mary-Kate said, just because you are a reporter doesn't mean that you're above death. (laughs) Like,
0: it's like the girls who sit in the courtroom for serial
1: killers. And cry because they're getting convicted for murder. God. Whack.
0: But, I did feel a little bit bad for Jane Plum. Because everybody kept calling her fat. When she's as built as I am. Right. Like, Kolshak made a comment about how she doesn't skip snacks. And like the old lady called her kinda fat. Bat. Now she was a curvier woman. woman. And in the
1: seventies like, it was all about being like this like big. one of
0: her other the role that she's the most well known for is that she played um oh god what's her name? Essie Candy, maybe? the best friend of Wonder Woman in the old TV show. So Melissa Melissa McCarthy's character in the Wonder Woman movie, Mm -hmm. she played that in the old Wonder Woman TV show. So she's not a small woman. But they just kept calling her
1: fat. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, no, she's just the fat one. Yeah, and I was like, homie, she's curvy. And, like, me and her, we're kind of built the same. She's a little bit thicker, but, like, we're built basically the same. And he was like, call it fat or call her big-boned. And I was like... Damn, Kolshek! Yeah, you could call her fat, or you could call her big bone, but she sure doesn't miss a snap. I was like, fuck. Rude. I was like, Kolshek just... Rude! I was like, he just described me in five seconds.
0: (laughs) But also, she's an idiot. Yeah, she's dumb. So my problem with her is not that she's fat, it's that she's
1: stupid. Mm -hmm. As Billy Sarian says,
0: get better idols! Jane said the Ripper cut out both of the victim's kidneys, just like the original Ripper, but the original Ripper only cut out one kidney and sent it in a letter to the investigating party.
1: Wow, imagine being as ballsy as Ripper.
0: That I did. Revealing mistakes. This just means, like, things that show the background of. It being a film. Mm -hmm. So during the battle between the Ripper and the Chicago Police Tactical Squad at the construction site, when the officers on the ground are shooting up at the Ripper on the first level, the police officers on that level are directly in the line of fire. Like, there's absolutely no way they wouldn't have shot the police officers.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. I'm like, you're going to gun down your own policeman up there. And mind you, okay, there's also another thing. So Mary-Kate is a Ripper. I'm a police officer. This is the gun. They fired down at the ground because you see the fire leaving the gun. Oh my god!
0: When the police, when the undercover police officer masseuse lady Mm -hmm. was like, okay, and then she like turned around and shot nowhere near the man.
1: I was like, stormtroopers shoot better. Like, how do the cops stop any crime in the city? Like Colshack out here frying the motherfucker, and the cops can't even shoot straight. Kolchak had a whole elaborated plan, whole elaborated plan, and the cops can't just go, bang bang.
0: Yeah, but you know Kolchak's problem is that he's just, killing people that he shouldn't be killing. Because right, he's just like he's just like. He also talked about how he put random people under citizens' arrest. At yeah. one point, he was like, "That's my right to just," which I guess technically. Um, but yeah, Kolchak's just like well, wow, since. You're immortal, or you're a vampire, or you're Jack the Ripper. Instead of letting the police deal with you, I'm just going to murder you. Yeah. Because you would be like... uh, Which, I mean, like, I guess if I was being chased by a vampire, I wouldn't necessarily want to hand it over to the police. I'd want it dead, but... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Wow. Mrs. Engenweiler's telescope was set for Shack's height and she's so short that she clearly would have had to step onto something in order to use it. <laughs> that's funny. Um, Vincenzo's vest is buttoned in reverse with the right over the left instead of the left over the right, showing that the fr- film was printed backwards. So everything in the show is actually mirrored and you can tell that because their buttons aren't in the right order.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: Um, and this one revealing mistake is listed separately because it's got a spoiler in it. When the Ripper is electrocuted by Kolshak in the pool of water, the mechanism simulating the sparks is visible on his back. You can see yeah, the saw, sparks coming
1: out. I thought it was just a
0: cord that got wrapped around him. But... Which is good that you thought that, but yeah. technically what you're seeing is the actual thing that's making yeah. it. Oh, errors in geography. I do love geography. Um, The narration refers to Milwaukee as being just across the state line from Chicago when it is, in fact, roughly 100 miles north of the city. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One scene refers to the intersection of Laramie and Pulaski, but these two streets run parallel to each other. There is no intersection. Nice. And the last one, the Ripper is stated to live in Wilton Park. There is no area of Chicago or any of its suburbs called Wilton Park.
1: They said we're
0: going to make up a funny name. Wilton Park. Character errors. These are all just shit that Kolshak did wrong. (laughs) After four victims are murdered, Kolshak tells Jane that historical rippers always kill five women, and our ripper has two left, showing that he miscounted. Way to go. Four plus two does not equal five. like Monica, Math. Kulshak, while being a reporter, even though employed by a third-rate news service, constantly uses a small-format 110 camera to capture out-of-focus images of vampires, werewolves, and the like. Such a camera would not be able to produce usable photos, especially taken at night. That makes sense. Which they kind of talked about that in this episode because um, Monica's boyfriend...
1: Don't me that makes really ready? sad because it feels like
0: he's like the goth boy of the 70s. No. The the dorky awkward film developer for the newspaper straight up tells Kolchak that his pocket flashbulb is jacked and nothing he has is a good picture. Kolchak wants them anyway. Cause he's dumb. Mm. But yeah, Monica's boyfriend said,
1: Nope. Yeah. Because he said that if I was in the 70s, that this would have been my boyfriend.
0: And the last error. When Vincenzo tells Carl he's letting Updike have the story, he says that he's been the financial editor for years. And when he responds, Carl calls him a financial advisor. That one I heard and immediately was like... wrong. It was one of those things where, like, you know what happened was that... One of two things. Either, one film was too expensive and they didn't have enough film to retake that shot mm. or two the acting energy that Kolshak put in in the delivering that little bit of dialogue was so good that they just decided not, not to too. reshoot it yeah. but it was literally so obvious that he said the complete mm-hmm. wrong word Yeah, but I mean the thing about filming in the 60s and 70s is that things weren't digital. They were shot on On actual actual film, film. and you bought a certain amount of film, and you only had that much film to film. And you're thinking this is the pilot episode of a TV show. And, yes, the reviews of the movies were really, really good, and it had a good, like, financial backing, but it's still a brand-new TV TV show show. in 1974, so it's not like it had HBO budget. Yeah. So whatever film they had, they had, Mm
1: -hmm. and that's it. But, I mean, even though, like, with all the goofs and things that I feel like are going to come up throughout the show. Oh, yeah, but I love goofs. So, yeah. I love goofs because I also love things that... Do you watch, like, bloopers from, like, the 50s and 60s from, like, movie sets? It's so weird because they're like, like, oh, my God, you're actual people. Like, you're yeah. not just these characters. Like, you're right. an actual person outside of this. I mean, I just watch Marvel bloopers on TikTok for
0: hours and Me
1: hours. Me too. Hours. I, I, I love watching like Marvel actors' interviews and when uh, what's his face, um, Loki's. Like, what the, help. What's, Tom Hiddleston. Thank you, Tom Hiddleston, when he's like, I'm trying to get a bunch of bitches to kneel, I'm like, I'm fucking already there, broski. And then Chris Evans, like, I don't like it. I don't like, like it. it. <laughs> That's just how I feel constantly.
0: I don't no, like it. No, my favorite one is uh, Chris Hemsworth. Since, uh... When?
1: when? <laughs> I'm gonna just go home and watch Marvel bloopers and interviews and stuff like that.
0: Um, again, this is probably a really short episode because, like we said, um, it's really hard to talk about things when they're not garbage.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's also hard because, like... There's nothing to analyze, really. Yeah, there
0: was so much, like, character motivation that you didn't understand in Hemlock Grove. And mm-hmm. in this show, like, because it's the 70s, everything is pretty much on the surface. Yeah. Um, except, okay, no. This is what I will say. I do have a problem. Okay. How? Just how? Jack the Ripper, right? Oh, yeah, they never explained they it. They never, like, he's afraid of electricity. Electricity is the only thing that kills him. And then at the end, Kolshek says when they drained the lake, there was no body found, only his clothes. So the electricity literally disintegrated his existence. Yeah. But, like, how? Yeah. They never they never talk about, is he a vampire? Like, in the other ones, we knew it was a vampire. We knew it was an mm-hmm. alchemist. Like, the next week's episode is just called The Werewolf. Mm-hmm. Like, how? Yeah. It's going to keep me awake at night not understanding how
1: I, I, they never gave like a full they were just like put, compa- making comparisons like it was
0: really cool and freaky that it was the actual, actual original Gen. Jack yeah. the Ripper and I loved the camera work with the cake the cake the cape yeah. and the hat like I loved it but how yeah that, that is very, very, very fair. I didn't even think about that. Right, but that's the thing. If you're watching it, and you're just watching it and enjoying it, you don't even think about that. You're just like, oh, Kolshek got him again. And like, oh, that's so crazy that there's no body. But then if you take a minute to actually think about it, you're like, you, we learned nothing, nothing in that entire episode. No. There was no evidence.
1: Because <laughs> that's what I'm like, Kulshak trying to prove it's the actual Jack the Ripper is a stretch. Because right, our because like if you, I more... mean granted,
0: you had about 40 minutes less in a, an episode of TV than you did in the movies. But if you think about the amount of time in The Night Strangler that he went into proving Dr. Richard Malcolm and Dr. Malcolm Richards were the same person. Percy. Yeah. Zero evidence in yeah. this episode. None. And yeah. then this guy is like... Breaks through a
1: concrete, metal,
0: steel, like, door. solitary confinement thing. I have never laughed so hard in my entire yeah, life. Yeah,
1: Mary Kay just started freaking dying.
0: He breaks through the steel door that is physically impossible. He jumps off of four-story windows. He gets hit by a car and doesn't even, like, flinch. He, and you want to know what's funny? He's still... Okay, and this is the other thing. He is wearing shoes that have not been made since 1901. It is 1974. You are telling me that in 73 years you have not worn through the soles of your
1: shoes? Well, he also it, it seemed to have more than one pair because in that bag goes another pair of those shoes. And Kolschak's like, how? Why? Why do you have so much? Unless he, like, that's a... Theory time. Maybe he did do some alchemist shit because it makes sense with the dates that he kills, how many people he kills in that time. No, it
0: wasn't every 21 years, though, so it wasn't the alchemists.
1: Uh, no, I know, I know but uh, maybe it wasn't the same. Maybe his effects were different than The Alchemist's because it's the same patterns within the same day span or, what, or like, whatever it may be. But I'm just trying to make it make yeah. sense no, because maybe it, he made a, had a plan, so he was like, I'm going to buy a fuck ton of shoes because these are my murder-die shoes. I want, I mean, Okay, a thousand pairs. full disclosure,
0: I understand. Because, so, <laughs> story time about how fucking weird my brain is. Um, I, when I lived in Thailand, one time my parents came to Thailand to visit me and we were going to go to this elephant sanctuary where we were going to be able to like be in the water with them. And I mm-hmm. had no shoes that I could get wet. Mm-hmm. So we went to this night market and I spent 150 baht, which is like $3 on these like ugly, shoes. big, like plastic, like almost crock material, but they look like Birkenstocks. They're called red apples and they're the ugliest fucking shoes I've ever Maybe. seen. They're the ones that I have downstairs.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: So, I bought them. I wore them for like a year and then some. And then they were starting to fall apart. So, for Christmas, two years ago, one of my best friends bought me a new pair of the exact same shoes. Then, mine are really, really dirty. They're not white anymore because I've had them for almost two years. Mm -hmm. But, when I was leaving Thailand, all the markets were closed because of COVID. So, I couldn't get a new pair. I found them Target. on Amazon, Amazon from Thailand, the actual same brand, same shoe, and instead of the $3 I spent in Thailand to buy them, I just spent $40 to have them shipped here from on Amazon from Thailand because I love these shoes so much.
1: The, Mary-Kate, you do know, I thought you got those at Target because they sell... Basically that from... But they're not red apples. I, mean, I want red, red apples. And well, I got red apples for yeah. $40. Yeah.
0: <laughs> They'll be here on June 14th.
1: But besides that, one thing as to how Jack Ripper, Otherwise, it was great. Yeah, it was still a great episode. I
0: really, I, I really, my biggest visual problem was just the darkness of it. But I don't know that that's something I can really complain about because I, I don't think that that's going away.
1: Yeah, no. It, cause even, it was, the movies that, Col- that we watched of Kolshek were dark, but it was also in Blu-ray. So was able well, to I have... don't think
0: it was the difference between the DVD and the Blu-ray. I think it was the difference between the tone oh. of the show because the movies were much more comical than the show. Yeah. And like my dad said, the show gets even darker. darker. Okay. So like, for example, next week's episode... Is
1: not is it the, the werewolf. Zombie? It's
0: the zombie. I was wrong. The zombie.
1: Ooh.
0: Teaser for everybody. After her son is murdered, a voodoo priestess brings him back from the grave so that he may seek revenge against his killers. Killers? That's
1: going to be
0: Speaking interesting. Speaking of voodoo priestess, my mom had never seen Princess and the Frog, so I made her watch it this weekend. Oh, I love Princess, oh, I Princess and, and the Frog. too. It's great. so good. I'm guessing this is not a Mama Odie, though.
1: No. (laughs) No Mama Odie in sight. Maybe uh, Marie Laveau. I've been to her grave. My mom went. And um, acting Marie Laveau was not even. They they were talking about it on the tourist on Louisiana. Not even a movie priestess. Like her. And then she had two daughters that looked just like her. And the daughters were twins. So they would. She would like she literally would like, just have her daughters
0: do things thanks. in different places, and people would see her in the same place at the same, same time, time and think she was doing some kind of weird magic. But really, she was just like a gossip God. with a lot of resources. Yes, yeah,
1: so like if there was like a person in charge going, "Well, i seen you do X, Y, and Z." I was the, like, she would blackmail people and just be like, "Thanks, bitch." Oh yeah,
0: and give she, me all your money,
1: or I tell everyone you have an affair.
0: Right, and she was a Creole woman, like so she was. Mulatto, so mm-hmm. she wasn't, like, high up in society, but she used the
1: fact that she was, like, underneath people to get in
0: all of their business. Yep.
1: I will say, Marie Laveau, she's just, she's just out there just going, you know what? But
0: weirdest thing about Marie Laveau's tomb is that it is very, very close
1: to Nicolas Cage's tomb. I fucking hate that. I just hate Nicolas Cage's tomb. He said, you know it what? It is my, the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life! He said, my best movie ever was national treasure thank, thank you, you. Um, national treasure and he's like the old pyramid that they have like in the top of the icon. no Nicholas Cage is the president of the Illuminati facts I
0: thought it was Beyonce no Beyonce like the queen Listen, she's Queen Bee she's Queen Bee but no honestly Nicholas Cage he's first of all he's actually related to Francis Ford Coppola he's a Coppola Cage is a made up last name that's cute He is the worst actor, and yet he has the most prolific career I've ever seen. Nobody with those acting skills gets to be in as many movies as he is. True. This motherfucker bought... His tombstone already. Well, no, that, yeah. But he bought the the DeLaurier house in New Orleans, and then was like, this bitch is haunted. And the people who sold it to him were like, here... In the owner's agreement contract, it says you cannot get out of this agreement for the house being haunted because, bitch, we know. Yeah. So uh, he went bankrupt trying to get rid of this house, and yet still wants to be buried in New Orleans.
1: This man is psychotic. Even you know, if he's not part of Illuminati, he's a little fucking. Maybe. I mean, I would buy a haunted house too, just for funsies. No, but he didn't know, and then he
0: was surprised because he signed all the papers without reading them. Fun fact: Nicolas Cage doesn't read his contracts.
1: That explains so So much. So you could
0: get him to agree to anything for the right price tag.
1: I will give you $5. And that's
0: why I think he's in the Illuminati. There
1: you go. I like how my hair, because of my undercut and my natural short pieces and they have such a high pony, it's just like... like It's okay. My
0: baby hairs make it look like my scalp is dyed hardcore, but it's not because it's it's all just my baby hairs.
1: Then for me it's just like nah, I got this.
0: That's we're nice. we're in a weird place today. I'm so sorry. Um, we're gonna end this now before we talk about who knows what else.
1: I hope you enjoyed listening to Nicholas Cage be a part of Illuminati, a little bit about Kohl's Shack, our favorite Marvel moments.
0: Um, no, we talked a lot about Col Yeah, we did talk a yeah. lot about Kohl's Shack. It's not like that one episode of Hellabro uh, where we only talked about Twilight. Uh,
1: we really did. I think we, like, brought up Hemlock Grove for like, for, like, maybe 10, 15 minutes. And then the rest of the hour and a half was just Twilight. Yeah. So on
0: that note, if you believe that Nicolas Cage is in the Illuminati or have a favorite Marvel interview moment, uh, please email us at deathandaliens at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter, all at deathandaliens, no spaces. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at emkay underscore superstar.
1: And you can follow me on Instagram at lin underscore. And you can follow me on Instagram at Mon underscore Lyn underscore. You just said
0: Instagram twice.
1: I'm on Twitter for the second one. The Mon underscore lin underscore. That's, that's Twitter. Cool. My Great. brain's foggy today. Don't yell it's at me. It's okay. Our
0: handles are in the end card of this video. There you go. And if you're not watching on YouTube, I'm sorry. Good. You know, just good luck. Oh, but also rate us and review us on iTunes. Um, oh yeah. I don't know how to work uh, Apple Podcasts because I'm anti Apple and I only have uh, Android and or Windows products. I have no idea how to use it, but I it's apparently a thing that people use, and they always say rate and review.
1: Yeah, so do that.
0: And then on YouTube, I'll like, share, subscribe,
1: comment. Whatever, yeah, all the shit that you do when you like people. Like this, if you're watching on YouTube, like this video if you just kept seeing my eyelash fall off in the past 20 minutes and me fixing it.
0: Uh, Let me know how you feel about my hair. It's super cute. mermaid vibes. mermaid Elsa. (laughs) And uh, we will see you next week, which is really the day after tomorrow. Bye. Bye! Bye!